Welcome to the series Tech Tips Podcast. We're continuing our series of short interviews about standards-based grading with our very own teachers here in series. My name is Allie Golding. I am a biology teacher at Central Valley High School. I've been a teacher here for eight years now, um, and so I've taught uh, regular biology, AP biology, and then I also taught physics for a period of time. Great. Well, thanks for joining us today on the EdTech podcast. Um, so I guess um, the first question I have for you is, can you tell us about your grading system? Can you tell us uh, how you structure your grades this year? Um, what are you doing to support standards-based grading? And maybe a little bit about how you set up your infinite campus. Yeah, absolutely. So just wanted to talk about um, first what my team was doing before this. Um, for the last number of years, even when we were teaching physics, we were using the four point grading scale. So we were grading everything um, out of four. So everything either had a zero, one, two, three, or four. So when the district decided to roll out the proficiency scales and they had those same numbered levels, we felt like it was a, a good transition for us to make and just kind of dive in to trying to use the proficiency scales. So that's what the biology team has decided to do. Um, so we are implementing the proficiency scales. Uh, the way that we set up our gradebook in Infinite Campus is um, we're using those proficiency scale categories in Infinite Campus and um, putting the grades in there based off of whatever proficiency scale we're currently working on. Mm -hmm. We will show the students, um, I really, we look at it at the beginning of class, in the middle of class, and then also at the end of class mm -hmm. um, to give students kind of a, a check-in of where we're at on that proficiency scale. But going back to the grade book, um, all of the grades that we're currently working on will be directly in that category in the grade book. So for example, right now, the proficiency scale that we're working on is ecosystem dynamics. Mm -hmm. So all of their grades go into that particular scale. Um, I also, when I title them, I um, am putting scores in there based off of the level that I assessed them. So um, when we start the unit, we're starting with just foundational content, which is that level two. Level two, right. Yes, right. so I let them know that I'm assessing them at the level two, mm -hmm. and that's the highest score that they can get. So that a three or a four is not even possible yes when exactly you're doing foundational exactly work. Okay. and that's just on the first couple things that we're mm -hmm. working on it's like okay we need to build this foundation so that we're ready for that level three yeah. and that's what I really like about the proficiency scales they have the level two targets broken down of mm -hmm. specifically what we're working on so that's the conversations that I have with my students mm -hmm. so then when they see that in the gradebook they can see it's labeled as a level two I also in the um the comments will say on the highest, campus? yes, yeah, on Infinite yeah, Campus, yeah. the highest score that you can receive on this is a two because you were assessed at a level two. Perfect. Um, the neat thing that I like about it is once we get into level three, now we're taking all of that fine foundational content and then, um, or that foundational knowledge and kicking it up a notch, putting it all together, mm -hmm. making those larger connections. Now, if they can show me that they've met the level three, then I can just exclude those level two scores right. because they've shown me that they're at level three mm -hmm. on that proficiency scale, which is really cool. So I can kind of yeah. keep track of that in the grade book. And then um, the level three is really what their grade is, is based off of. And I can, um, I've been using most recent okay. as the... Um, 
as the method of calculating the grades so far. Mm -hmm. So the most recent thing that they've shown me on this level three assessment that we took Mm -hmm. is that they got a three, so they're sitting at an A. If they're still, if they got a two on it, then that means they're at that kind of C plus level of they know some of the the, um, foundational content, they just haven't made those larger connections yet. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that it's the most recent. So one thing that kind of sticks out in my mind about most recent is does it matter when a student reaches that three level? Like you might have a student who reaches it very early in the unit, whereas you might have another student who maybe it's not till the very end or maybe even after the end, maybe they're doing some kind of, you know, makeup work or something. Mm -hmm. So is there any difference in, you know, as far as what the student sees on their final report card, if they got the three early or they got the three late? No, um, I tell them whenever they've met that three, then it is showing in their grade that they've met that. They're checking off the boxes on their proficiency scales. Mm-hmm. They have, they all have their own copy. Uh, we made a more like student-friendly version of the scales so mm-hmm. that they actually have like assessment tracking on there. So oh. we will. Um, there, it's just like a table. So they write in the the assessment name the date that we took it and the score that they got and then what was the highest score that they could receive on it so if it was a foundational assessment they could only get a two on it but then for those higher levels um, they could get a three or a four so they're also tracking tracking their learning i love it so you've you've added to the proficiency scale you've added a place for them to Mm -hmm. write their Mm -hmm. assessment scores yeah what i i I might steal that idea that's good i like that (laughs) yeah what we ended up we were just kind of looking at the scales and really the four level is it all says the same thing the Mm -hmm. zero and the one said the same thing right right. so where we were going to do most of our work with our students was in the two and the three so we just focused on the two and the three for the student version and then added that table on there great Sounds good. So it sounds like you put you you and your uh, partners have put a lot of thought a- into the planning and, and the execution. Um, I'm just curious. You know, we're a little over a month into the school year now. Have you seen any change in the conversations maybe that you have with students about their learning? Yeah, absolutely. That's been one of my favorite parts so far. That was um, I loved the four point grading scale because it gave you a similar a similar kind of breakdown of um, you know we're approaching that learning, but it was. Still, all the conversations that I had with my students were about, okay, what do I have to do to get two more percents to get to that next grade level? And I was tired of talking about the percentages and being able to get those more points. And it's all about the points. And I haven't had a student, a single student ask me about that. They're asking about passing their level two assessments to be prepared for the level three. And it's all about, okay, what other targets do I need to meet to get to that level three? So all of our conversations are surrounded around the proficiency scale and those levels. And there's no more conversation about, I just need this many more percentage points, or I just need to, um, you know, turn in this missing assignment. And then now my grade is fine. It's about how do I demonstrate mastery, which has been a huge game changer so far. Great. Awesome. Well, um, thanks a lot for sharing all your thoughts with us. Is there anything else that you want to add? So the one thing that I did want to add is that my um, one of the things that my students love is that because we're keeping track of the levels at the foundational content and then the um, at the level two and then also the level three, if they um, on those foundational content assessments, if they maybe only got a two on one and then a one on the other, they didn't show proficiency. But then on the level three, 
they were able to show that they knew that by making those larger connections. They don't have to go back and revise those level twos because they've shown me at the level three that Mm -hmm. they're able to make that connection Mm -hmm. with all of those pieces. So Mm -hmm. my students were like kind of confused at first. They're like, wait, what about these level twos? I'm like, you you passed the level three. Mm -hmm. You've shown me that you're able to, you didn't, maybe when we first took that, you weren't ready and you didn't quite understand it. But now that we've been working in level three content, you've been able to show and demonstrate mastery. So we don't have to go back and fix those and they've been excluded now so that's been a great conversation with the students too and I think they appreciate that Mm -hmm. that conversation of like they they can see that I really understand where they are at in their learning and there's not there's no more like um gatekeeping necessarily of like having to do all of these other tasks when they've already shown me now Well, thanks again for uh, joining us today, and thanks for sharing your thoughts about grading and how things are going in your classroom. Uh, Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'd like to thank Allie Golding for joining us for today's episode of the Series Tech Tips podcast. For more information about standards-based grading, you can visit our website at seriesedtech.net forward slash grading for growth. Until next time, this is Brian Wise. Stay techie.